1: What's going on Colts Nation welcome back to another episode of bring the juice guys we have a Colts versus Titans preview video for you going into week four and today we have a very very special guest one of the goats of Titans podcasting and Colts or the content creation game that is Titan upload how are you doing sir
2: good thanks for having me guys this one should be uh a lot more exciting than it actually is gonna show up to be on the on the record wise. Both these teams supposed to be our division, both of ours, right? Battle to the end, and now we got Jacksonville on top of everybody. So it's kind of <laughs> crazy.
1: Yeah, uh, I think we could just start right there. I mean, this I mean this these two teams, you're right. Like this was supposed to be uh, a race between the Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans. And now you have the Jaguars on top of the division for right now. A uh, very slow start for both of these teams. I mean, what, what's been your take just so far when it comes to you know this Titans slow start? I know the Colts obviously had a slow one. Why do you think the Titans are having such a slow start?
2: Well, I think number one, trading A.J. Brown didn't help. I still don't understand that move. But, you know, some people try to justify it, and good for them. But I told everybody it's going to be a little bit of time for us to figure it out. Traylon Burks last week had, like, one catch for 16 yards. I mean, the guy looks legit, but, again, it's going to take time. He's a rookie. For us, it's been injuries. I know, like, last year we led the league in injuries, and it wasn't an excuse. We still end up somehow with the one seed. And then we got everyone back against the Bengals, and then it's like we never played together. You know what I mean? It was one of those games. But this year it's like we're right back to where we were, except the only difference is we aren't winning. I mean, lost to the Giants, didn't play in the second half, lost to the Bills, didn't show up for the second half at all. And then last week, cruise control again in the second half. I think we're being outscored like 55 to 7 in the second half this year. That's terrible. No adjustments, no nothing. So that's kind of the Tennessee Titans and just waiting to see Derrick Henry take off, although he did look pretty good last week.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny you say you guys are, you know, you've struggled in the second half. Ironically enough, the Colts have struggled a lot in the first half this year, you know, especially the first two weeks they got outscored by it was a wide margin. You know, it was bad. Like the Colts found themselves down by, you know, double digit points at halftime. Two weeks in a row, and obviously the first week come back, should have won that game in Houston if they had a competent kicker at that point. Should be two and one. And then just kind of what you guys did at win Buffalo. You know, when we go to Jacksonville, I don't understand it. Nobody shows up show for up. whatever reason. Nobody showed up. There's no life. And I mean, it got to the point, man. Like, you know, I feel like we have given, you know, Frank Reich and this coaching staff and this regime a lot of grace in a lot of ways, but we were both just done. We're like, if this team just is gonna look that lifeless. Like what is the deal? And then of course, being the Colts, they go and they beat Kansas City at home, and it's just like, what is this team, man? I'm trying to figure it out, you know? It's a weird record right now of a don't have a losing record, but don't have a winning record either at one one and one. So, um, I wanted to start by kind of looking at your guys' offense right now. Um, you know, I just look at it, and and I know stats can be you know often misleading, but. You know, nothing really stands out to me. It kind of seems like when I look at the Titans' offense, whether it's the running game, whether it's the passing game, kind of near the back half of the league in the twenties—you know, mid to late twenties—in terms of those things. What have you seen from your offense? And you know what? What's the reason for the slow start from them?
2: You didn't—you didn't want to give me credit for the number one red zone offense in the hey. league, as far as touchdown percentage. Come <laughs> I didn't on, know guys. That. I didn't
3: know that. I, I just. Uh, I told you, man. Stats can be misleading. Yeah,
2: so. I can't figure that. Well, we're hardly ever in the red zone. That helps. But but I think <laughs> when you look at the Titans, it's the offensive line. Uh, Lawan's out. Uh, we actually played better last week without Lawan. But that's just that's kind of like uh, beginner's luck. The offensive line is just they didn't want to fix it for whatever reason. They thought a third rounder could come in and and compete with an old second rounder from last year. That second rounder, Dylan Raidens, can't play. They can't play him at left guard. They can't play him at right tackle. They can't play the guy anywhere. I'm surprised he didn't get cut. So you have that to deal with. The second part is you have literally nobody that scares you wide receiver-wise. So, like, usually you had A.J. Brown on one end and, and Derrick Henry. It was a nice combo, right? So you could pound Henry and then do the play action. You got A.J. Brown that went right across the middle of the field taking the house. I mean, he did that to you guys a few times. And it's just, we don't have that this year. We got Burks, which is kind of a work in progress. He shows signs sometimes and then disappears. Played him 60% of the snaps last week. He caught one ball for like 12 or 16 yards. So I think it's just a, it's a work in progress for sure. But the offensive line is where the issue, I believe, is. And, I mean, let's be honest. Jonathan Taylor's in the same boat. When you get hit four yards behind the line of scrimmage, really, there's not much these guys can do. And, a lot of times that's why Henry and our offensive coordinator stakes. So the don't we're not sugarcoating it. Okay. Todd Downing is a joke, and I I can't even defend the guy. He's he's he was awful for the Raiders and he's just for Abel's guy. So we're kind of stuck with him. But he he cannot beyond the scripted play, guys. Yeah, that's probably why we struggle so much in the second half.
1: Yeah, no, I was just talking. I just got off a live stream with Tennessee Titans weekly. Those guys were telling me the same thing. Like, oh yeah, our, our OC is total garbage. Like he said the same thing. It's like, after he's done with his script, it's like, he can't figure out like how to run plays outside of the spreadsheet. It's like, I mean, how do you not know how to do that? So yeah, that's very interesting. I'm glad that you guys are consistent with that. Cause that's obviously an issue. Uh, like, obviously, this team is built on still running the football. That's always been the Titans' motto with Derrick Henry in there. Uh, this Colts defense, right now, a top three, practically the best uh, defense at stopping the run, only uh, allowing 70 yards per game right now through the first three weeks of the season. So they've only allowed one rush of over 10 yards this year. So you know, have really limited the amount of big plays in the run game. Uh obviously, like the rest of the defense is a little bit of a concern because even though last week the Colts did a fantastic job of getting pressure, the first two weeks that wasn't the case. They had issues with uh scheming, they had issues with personnel, they had issues with uh devising certain strategies. Uh, is there anything offensively that you feel that this Tennessee team is able to take advantage of with this Colts defense, knowing that they did struggle a little bit in the passing department over the first couple weeks of the season?
2: It's going to be hard to take advantage of in the pass department. We haven't solidified a tight end at this point. I thought Austin Hooper could be the guy, kind of go back to that Falcon. that He he had an amazing season, Uh, not so much with the Browns, and it's not necessarily his fault it's just they don't know how to use them. You know, Conquo, the talented rookie out of Maryland. I know you guys got a talented guy, too. I, I was kind of always between the two. Do we take the guy from Tech or do we take, the, you know, the guy from Maryland? But we ended up going with the guy from Maryland and just can't find him a way to get in the offense besides a tight end reverse on the third one, which absolutely went nowhere against the Giants. So. The, the issue with the Titans is we cannot pitch the ball out. For whatever reason, we cannot toss sweep, and we will just try to keep doing it. And it's a loss of four, a loss of five, and it, it drives me nuts. I think it drives every Titans fan nuts. So I know you're pretty stout in the you know interior of the defensive line, but that's probably the way we're going to have to attack you, four to five yards of pop and try to get it that way, and then maybe open up somebody play action. Been hard on Burks this year, but again, if you would get him on a crossing route, which we did against the Bills. I know it got called back, but it does show you how explosive him to get from one side of the field to the other. So, you know, every once in a while they'll take a shot, but, but again, with limited offensive line, I think we really got the ball out quick. So I would anticipate, you know, they're not going to take many shots down the field and you guys will keep creeping up. And as far as I know, you guys don't like to give up the big plays anyway. So it should be quite interesting if we can't get the run game developed at, uh, coming up on Sunday
3: yeah, and kind of looking at just Ryan Tannehill real fast. You know, hasn't been necessarily anything terrible. I think it's about an eighty four eighty five quarterback rating overall. Um, but nothing spectacular. You know you've seen this before if teams take away Derek Henry or take away your guys' run game, you know it's been falling on on Ryan Tannehill. Do you have, let me ask you this, how confident in you are you in Ryan Tannehill if the game depends on it, him to go win that game against the Colts. So the Colts say, all right, you know we're gonna we're gonna shut down Henry? We're going to dare Ryan Tannehill to beat us. How do you feel about that? No, no,
1: <laughs> you didn't yeah, even have okay. to ask that one, Cody. <laughs> if well,
3: if you- I just genuinely don't know, because I've seen I've seen Titans fans over the years be kind of all over the place where yeah. a lot of people are, are Ryan Tannehill apologists. Right. And they're like, well, you know, he just hasn't done this or he hasn't been able to do that because they haven't asked him to or whatever it is. I just want to get your perspective yeah. on it. You it- watch all the games. you You see it all
2: all the time. He's he's not bad. He's a he's a 29 million dollar quarterback that's what he is, right? Some people think he can win a Super Bowl. Not so much. I think he proved that last year against the Bengals. Totally wet the bed. Uh, this year, I mean he hasn't been awful, but I'm not going to judge him on interceptions because I feel like there are games where it's a 3rd and 1, it's a 3rd and 5 and he's got to make a play and he's still staring down the same guys and you know he's throwing into triple coverage and making those kind of mistakes. Those are the mistakes I've been looking at over the last few years. He had a heck of a run when he took over for Mario to AFC Championship game, but again, Derek was so important in those runs. Tannehill just had to do enough, and he did. I give him credit, but to go out and win a game, I mean, he did take the Titans down to win against the Giants, the guy missed field goal. Um, you know, but but at the end of the day, his wide receiver crew, it's a, it's a work in progress. So he, they... <laughs> It doesn't make sense. You know, you you want to surround the guy with as much talent as possible, not take it away. And that's what we did this offseason.
1: And I think Cody, the one last thing we could talk about for the Colts defense versus the Titans offense before we switch sides here. Uh, this might be the first game where we might see the maniac come back, Derek uh Shaquille Leonard coming back uh on since he hasn't played all this year yet, still recovering from the back surgery that he had back in June, uh, all signs are pointing towards him wanting to come back this week. Uh, Ultimately, it's his decision because he's ultimately the deciding factor on when he feels comfortable enough to come back. And I think after the way the Colts won the game last week, I think he's itching to want to get back uh, and especially play against the Titans. I think he always cherishes going up against Derrick Henry because it's always a huge challenge. Uh, does your opinion change about uh, the ability to, for the Titans to move the ball if Shaquille Leonard does end up playing in this game?
2: Um, I, I mean, I, Colts are, I always think the Colts are like a top 10 defense. Am I wrong? I mean, with the last couple of years, yeah. Colts, I mean, the Colts started off, I think, what was it? Last year, or the year before, like legitimate top ten, and then they kind of fell off towards the end. They always play the Titans pretty tough, you know what i mean uh when it when it comes to the run now, Henry might end up getting cracking a hundred or whatever the case is. I think he's one of the ones who's done it multiple times against your defensive yeah. front uh when nobody else can do it but but it's not like. You know, he's popping, you know, fifty yard runs here. I mean, he he's gotta grind it and grind it and grind it. And I, I anticipate that's what it's gonna be like this year. The only thing different though is the last time you saw me had a broken foot. And I and I I just can't that like totally derailed my season. I didn't I didn't anticipate for us to start winning all of a sudden, you know? Uh but but at the end of the day, like again, he just he showed the heart and just the the warrior mentality to finish that game and and like I said, it did still come down to a Carson Wentz interception. And then, you know, the, you know, the rest was kind of history there in yeah. overtime. But these games are awfully close. Um, it's just we'll we'll see if the Titans can actually continue to grind and pick up those first downs and, and keep moving. because honestly, that's gonna help our defense out is just keeping you guys off the field and and Jonathan Taylor, which I know scares a lot of people, but you're gonna have to, I'm gonna ask you a question later on in the show because I, I just don't have the answer for it. All right. Sure. What's going
1: on, everyone? Just wanted to take a quick moment to talk with you about Odds Trader. Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sportbooks to get the best deal possible. Odds Trader allows you to make bets on almost every major sport. Some of the cool features that I enjoy about Odds Trader is the handicapping options they provide. You get live play-by-play updates. You get live scores and bet tracking on everything that you're doing on the app, player statistics, key game statistics. You even get projected game day weather reports as well. And the, another great thing about Odds traders, you get Bet Tracker, which allows you to keep records of all your games and betting activities while you're on the site. I mean, how cool is that? If this is something that sounds like it intrigues you, make sure to go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets.
3: Yeah, we can flip it over now and talk about uh, this Indianapolis Colts offense, which is really a, an enigma sometimes. Um, you know, obviously bring in Matt Ryan, make that switch from Carson Wentz, and had some nice moments like, you know, the like the game-winning drive last week against the Kansas City Chiefs to, to win that game. Um, you know, drives them all the way down to that, you know, second half and fourth quarter and even overtime, um, should have been a win if the the kicker would have made it um in week number one. But then you've also seen some bad with Matt Ryan, the fumbles, you know some some really weird interceptions, things like that. What are your thoughts overall on Matt Ryan right now, and just kind of like you know your perspective from a Titans fan?
2: I'm not really concerned about him. i don't I don't want to sound mean. Um, kind of felt the same way last year about Carson Wentz. And it wasn't it wasn't very fair because remember the first time we saw Carson Wentz and Nissan Stadium, he literally had he couldn't move. <laughs> and he still almost pulled a pulled a rabbit out of his head and, and beat us. I remember we kept turning the ball over and stuff in that game. But but again, like they put a lot on Carson Wentz throughout last year. And I, I that's my question. You guys, like, why don't they just hand the rock to what you did against Buffalo? Give him the ball like 30 times. I mean, Derek, me and you kind of joked around after week one and I kind of brought that up. And you're like, well, we just gave it to him 31 times. You know what I'm saying? But, then, but that's not consistent with Frank. I don't I don't I don't understand. So like when they play the Titans I, at Nissan Stadium, gave the ball to him like 10 times. He had like 70 yards or whatever it was. Seven yards a carry, they just don't give him the ball. Yeah. So I I can't figure it out. But if you if you're gonna beat the Titans, our rush defense is pathetic this year. And a lot wow. of people overlook that. And so maybe ever the game plan is to try to stop him, but I think Jonathan Taylor is that good that you just keep pounding the rock and good things will eventually happen for him.
1: Yeah, I think it's very obvious that the Titans defense rush defense has not been great this year to start out. And, you know, that's the very blatantly obvious thing for the Colts to do is say, Hey, you know, they're giving up 110 yards per game when it comes to you know, the rush, I mean, we have to be able to do the same thing as all these other teams, you know, go out there and pound the rock, right? I mean, that's one of those things in order to beat this team. But, I mean, looking at it from a passing perspective, I mean, it's no joke, and I don't know if you've seen, if I don't know if you've seen this, Titan. I don't know if you've actually, like, looked at, like, this Colts offensive line film at all. They have been atrocious, at stopping anyone on a pass rush. Matt Ryan is being sacked on average four times a game through the first wow. three games of the season. He has been hit more times than any other quarterback except for Joe Burrow. Like, he is getting absolutely destroyed by some of these defensive lines and, you know, some defensive lines that are not that great. I mean, Houston had three sacks on uh, Carson, or on uh, Matt that first game and Jerry Hughes had two of them. And, you know, the Jaguars had a feast on him. And then last week, I mean, that might have been one of the most pitiful performances by an offensive line that I've ever seen. There were three or four times where a lineman or a linebacker came unblocked right up the middle A gap and literally just ran and killed Matt Ryan in the backfield, either for a sack or for a QB hit one of those where Jelani Woods had that touchdown, the first one, uh, the defensive lineman didn't get blocked by Pinter, and he just destroyed Matt Ryan on that throw. I mean, it's one of those situations where right now I'm very concerned with Matt Ryan's health throughout the majority of the season because if that offensive line and the communication issues do not get worked out, I mean, this could be very bad for Matt Ryan going forward. Because right now he's currently on pace to be sacked 68 times if he gets sacked four times per game like he is on average right now. And, you know, your defense, I mean, your front seven, even with some of the injuries they've had, you know, you still got some studs up there in the front that can definitely get after the passer. So, I mean, do you feel confident in your front seven in order to gain pressure on this Colts offensive line and on Matt Ryan?
2: If you would ask asked me last week, no, but Bud Dupree's back. And I know he doesn't get a lot of sacks, but the opponent's quarterback, you know, Q- QBR is just miserable when he plays in games. Um, we really do miss Harold Landry, by the way. I didn't realize how good he is against the run. I, I, I just overlooked that. I thought he was just a speed edge guy, you know, but he really does kind of push that in and not let stuff get beyond him. But having Bud Dupree, Weaver has three sacks. Second year guy out of Pittsburgh who got hurt in preseason last year. He's really good at rushing the passer. The problem is he can't stop the run. So, so that's why I think if if I'm the Colts and I see that defensive front, the secondary's been weird. They don't want to play Caleb Farley. I don't know why. I know Caleb Farley's not been great, but he's he's second year guy again who got hurt last year towards ACL. He needs reps. Get him out there and let him play they would rather pick up a practice squad guy and Terrence Mitchell from the New England Patriots and throw him out there. I don't know if you saw that last week, but Carr had a field day on that guy. And then like the week before, it was this Avery guy, this undrafted free agent. We put him out there on digs. I mean, how do you think that was going to end? So frustrating for fans for sure, but um, Elijah Molden's been out. He won't be back this week, which hurts more of the slot guy. Uh, Roger McCreary, the rookie out of Auburn, who we drafted in the first and the second round, He's actually looked pretty good, so you put him on one end, and then Christian Fulton was back last week, which made a big difference in the defense. I think that will help, and then you guys know about Kevin Byard. Now, there is some good news for you. Monty Hooker, I'm, I'm just going to tell you up front, probably not playing. Brable's always very, very cautious when it comes to concussions, so I don't even give that a thought. He hasn't practiced all week. They won't come out and say it. The media won't come out and say it, but I don't expect him to play at all. I would give it like a 5% chance. Hmm.
3: Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see, man, how they match up because obviously we know Michael Pittman, the number one receiver for the Colts. You know, he's had a, another good season so far when he's been out there. You know, he's typically a guy that'll go for 70 to over 100 yards around that, you know, typically. But the big question has been a lot of times, you know, this offseason and everything is like, who else? You know, who's the number two? Who, who's the number two in some of these other guys behind Pittman? And, and Alec Pierce, the rookie second round pick the Colts had, he had a pretty nice day. You know, nothing spectacular, nothing over the top, but you know, I had a couple of nice catches down the stretch, and then obviously talking about Jelani Woods as well, who had two touchdowns and obviously had the game winner as well. Uh, it seems like some of these young guys for the Colts are are gaining confidence. So I am interested to see, you know, how does some of these young Colts, you know, receivers and you know guys like that, especially you know Pierce, how does he match up against whoever he would be put on there? Whether it's, I don't know who it would be for you guys, if it's Christian Fulton or who it would be. Um, I'm interested to see how that matches up, you know, how these young pass catchers, you know, match up against you guys.
2: We don't, we're, we're the, the variable way, which sometimes comes off as more macho and we don't, we're going to do it our way and the kind of that kind of stuff, which she doesn't preach, by the way. It's versatility glory, but we don't, we don't switch corners. So we will, Christian Fulton will stay on one side and McCreary will stay on the other and they refuse to switch. So what did the Buffalo do when McCrary wasn't playing out there? He's playing more slot and they had Avery. They would just move digs over there. And Titans didn't adjust the whole game. So I would think for you guys, you're going to put your number one on whatever side Christian Fulton isn't. And I don't think Christian's going to go across the field. It's just not our style. Uh, the other issue we have is I don't know who's going to guard Hines. Hines tears us up every year. And and I and I know like Taylor can do it, but they to just choose not to do it. Uh, but with Hines out of the backfield, we don't really, other than David Long Jr., we don't have any middle linebackers. Monte Rice has been out all year, um, and he's okay. I wouldn't say he's like great. And then Cunningham, who we got from the Texans, a great tackler, kind of really struggled this year, and he's another one that's been hurt. And I don't think he'll play this week. So they're they're going to be bringing in this Cole guy who really stinks and. There's some other guys. Uh, they're going to be a mess. So I just don't understand why. I know that like we'll probably think you're going to run, but I just don't know if we'll be able to stop it. If you just give it to him 30 times and then you could throw it deep, you know, when, and do something when we really sell out but that that's kind of how I feel this game's going to go. And um, unless Matt Ryan struggles, as you guys have said with the offensive line and maybe we get a pass rush and they don't run the ball as much as I hope they don't. Uh, I think that's, kind of our counter unless you know Henry goes off which is always a possibility I guess
1: yeah it's really odd uh, Frank Reich's tendency when it comes to Jonathan Taylor I mean yeah 30 rushes against Houston 10 rushes against Jacksonville and 20 against uh, the Chiefs I mean the 20 I would be okay with but you know the 20 really only averaged about three and a half uh, per carry it's usually not the typical Jonathan Taylor way but Yeah, I mean, it sounds like both of these teams having some weaknesses on the defenses. And, I mean, it's really going to ultimately come down to, I think, more of the uh, Colts offense versus the Titans defense. I'm very interested to see that matchup because, you know, the Colts offense struggling, the Titans defense struggling, which one kind of gains the advantage here. Special teams, how how have you felt? I know we talk every time about this. Um, How do you feel about your special teams unit. I think outside of the obvious with the Colts having an issue with hot rod from the first week, they fixed that. They brought McLaughlin in. Unfortunately, in the, in the week they brought him in, he never got to be used in that game except for a second half kickoff. That was the only time he ever saw the field. And then this last week went two for two on his field goals. So he was good. The the punter that the Colts brought in, Matt Hawk, Who was released by the Buffalo Bills in the offseason? He has been amazing at pinning people inside the 20 yard line. He's been phenomenal.
2: It's been really weak. Uh, The Kyle Phillips guy, which isn't really his fault, week one it was. He's that rookie from UCLA that they wanted to be punt returner, slot guy. He fumbled. Uh, one of the kickoffs, which really hurt. And luckily for us, we uh, hooker picked off uh Jones in the end zone, so it didn't really cost anything. Then the next week, he had a uh, gr- like a shoulder sprain type thing, and he, he literally could not use his arm. So they would show him in highlights at practice only using one arm. I said, There's no way they're gonna play this guy. Sure enough, they do, they trot him out there, and guess what? Drops the punt. So they killed the kid's confidence. And then last week, they didn't even dress him at all. So um, so they brought in Robert Woods, who's kind of like uh, the old savvy vet. So I'm not like, he had a nice punt return, but it, it's kind of like, you know, it's just a very smooth motion. I don't think it's something like long-term by any means. Stonehouse took Kern's job. Kern, you know, all pro punter. Uh, he's been great since 2009 or whatever for us. But they went with the rookie from Colorado State who's got a boom. He pumped one what 70 yards just he outpunts his coverage. So he's got to be more directional, I think. But he'll learn. Field goal kicking's always beyond 45, 44 is kind of hit or miss with Randy Bullock. You guys know that. I mean, that guy's been around forever, too. Um, but you know, I mean, I don't anticipate special team. I mean, I know special teams are a big part of this. But if it comes down to kicking field goals, I mean, I think we're kind of in the same boat. I know that, you know, the McLaughlin—isn't he from Illinois? I think he's from University of no, I don't, I I don't
1: remember. Uh, I just know he was, he was part of the Indianapolis Colts team back in 2020. They were when Hot Rod came in, and then uh, he was—and then we brought him back, so— <laughs>
2: Yeah, but he kicked, what, for the Chargers for a little bit? I mean, yeah, he's for the Chargers, and bit. then
1: he was with the Browns, and then, yeah, things like that. Yeah, so, so
3: he, he was the replacement they signed when Vinatieri was struggling that year in 2019. Okay. And then he just, like, remained the kicker. And I thought he did a really good job, all things considered. And so when they decided to go with Hot Rod, I was kind of puzzled because I'm like, why would you go with a guy that you don't know, you know versus a guy that was very consistent for you last year? I still think that was a dumb decision. And obviously now it's come back to bite you, you know, multiple times. So yeah. you know, McLaughlin, maybe not the best kicker in the world, but he's still only 26. You know, he's he's shown consistency, at least with Indianapolis. And, you know, last week, I thought he looked great. He he hit like a 51-yarder. and a
1: 51-yarder. Ironically enough, he hit the 51-yarder more convincingly than the 44-yarder, which is really funny <laughs> to think about. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Any chance we see Josh Gordon in this game?
2: Ugh. Yeah, he plays like a couple of plays a game, but they don't they don't throw it to him. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're more worried about <laughs> blocking wide receivers and blocking tight ends. They, you know, oh, we sure. know what
3: that's all about. We remember oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> the, old, the old Zach Pascal days. I remember that. Well, so I mean, wait you see. know what?
1: The Colts are missing him right now, Cody. I mean, yeah, from blocking receiving wise. Yeah. Well, for sure, missing him for sure for sure. <laughs> um,
2: so here's yep. your cheat sheet, real quick. So when you're when you're calling the games, okay, you got just look for the white guys. So you'll have, um, you'll have um, Jeff Swain, tight end, eighty-seven. Okay. They'll bring in Cody Hollister. I think he's number eight now. And then they'll have Carter, the fullback. They will. They like love that formation. I don't know why it is, but everybody knows they're gonna run the football. And then if they do pass out of it, like nobody's ever open because they only have literally one guy on route. So keep an eye out on that. And then you know, just imagine me going crazy because every time I see it. We just we just go crazy as fans, when, and they when, keep it, when the it first down our time throat.
1: they run it, when the first time they run it and Derrick Henry loses two yards, I'll make sure to uh tell all my people to invade your chat and tell uh what? and just mention to you, hey, you know, you did call it.
2: So. You just wait, they'll the Colts will they'll know they'll, they'll come creeping down. I'm sure it's just stupid. Your only receiver threat is Cody Hollister, and no offense to the dude. He's like 6'4", six, 6'3". Six, I mean, he's he's okay, but he don't scare anybody. You got to have somebody out there who can take the top off the defense or where the defense... And that was A.J. Brown, but we don't have him anymore. So now they're shoving Cody Hollister down our throat, and it's just it's annoying. I, so I told, get ready for that.
1: I told Titans fans that was going to be a terrible, terrible thing to happen. But yeah, I, I mean, we'll see more about it later on, but... We're at the part of the show now where it is time for a score prediction. Tighten up, Blow. You are the guest here today. We'll allow you to give your score prediction first.
2: Okay. I'm not allowed to pick games because I'm always wrong. I'm, I'm good with other teams. Like, I picked you guys to beat the Chiefs, and I was right. But as far as my own team, I'm always the opposite. So if I pick us to win, we lose. If I pick us to lose, we win. Oh, okay. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to keep my mojo here and pick the Colts to win. And a close game. So we'll go Colts, 24, Titans, 17. Titans don't score in the second half, by the way.
1: I know. Ironically enough, yeah, I mean, the Colts do a fantastic job of making uh, halftime adjustments usually, and that's been the case a little bit more this year as well. So uh, hopefully that remains the case. Uh, If that's what happens, then the Colts should win it. Cody, go ahead.
3: Yeah, that is hilarious that you picked that score because of literally the score I had in my mind. <laughs> I'm not even, like, joking. I was like, yeah, I think that's a good score. So I'm going to go the same score there, man. I, I think it, that's going to happen. I, it's hard for me because I'm like, if I don't pick the Colts and they win, then I won't have to be like, you know, I'm whatever. You know, I picked them to lose anyway,
1: but. Well, uh, here's, the, I thing. Just, here's I, the thing. We both, I don't know if you did, Cody. I forget, but. I think we both picked the Colts to lose in Jacksonville because we've said it. We've said it before. Like we said at the end of the year that we would not pick the Colts to win in Jacksonville until they actually win in Jacksonville. And sure enough, we're going to have to go another year of that, of our fans telling us that we're Mr. Negatives all the time, even though it's clear that over the last 10 years, the Colts just don't win in Jacksonville. It's just the truth. And then obviously I think we both chose them losing last week because we had like no faith in the team going into that game and you know, they proved us wrong. Um, I actually
3: never gave a score prediction. So, uh, but yeah, (laughs) Um, I'll go with that score. I guess I'll pick the Colts here because I do feel like they gained some confidence a little bit more, um, some confidence they were lacking. Obviously there's still issues, you know, mainly the offensive line. Um, but I do feel like they have the personnel to fix it. Like, I don't feel like they're devoid of talent in that area. I just think they got to figure out what the right combination is and, you know, do they need to make a change at like right guard, for example, or what they need to do there. But I do feel like, especially the defense is really juiced right now. And so I really feel like, uh, they're going to show out again. Um, you know, they're pretty healthy on that side of the ball. The only guy that might miss outside of obviously Leonard. Well, we'll see what happens there is Julian Blackman. He did get injured in that game, but then the Colts had their seventh round pick Rodney Thomas come in and he played exceptional. So I feel pretty solid about that group overall, um, that defensive side. We'll just see, man, if some of these younger you know, pass catchers, like I said, um, can can really step it up this week. I think they will. I think confidence is huge in this league, and if those guys are confident, I feel like they can do it. So I'll, I'll stick with that. And score if the offensive the
1: line can actually protect Matt Ryan for more than two seconds. Yeah, they would have blown out the Chiefs had yeah, Matt Ryan not been getting pressured on 40% of his dropbacks. Uh, that's pretty much it. Uh what is it with the with all of us picking the Colts to score 24 points here? I, I, what is 24 the magic number? I guess it is because I'm picking the Colts 24-21. Uh, I give the Tennessee Titans a few more points than you guys do. But, yeah, I have this as a three-point game. Uh, I think both teams get into the 20s, but barely. Uh, it's right at about where each team has been trying to stay at anyways through offensively. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll have the Colts winning this one 24 to 21. But that's going to do it for this one, guys. Let us know your thoughts. Thank you, Mr. Titan Upload, for coming on and talking with us about the Titans. We obviously uh, love you, man. You're you're a great fan of the channel, and you're a uh, great content creator yourself. We greatly appreciate you coming on.
2: I hey, will have to ask your fans if I'm allowed to be in here, because I remember last time I was chiming in, they got mad at me. They said no <laughs> Titan fans are allowed.
1: They, you know what? They always come into my streams all the time, and like we're not even playing anybody, (laughs) but they come into my streams and they just keep saying "tighten up" like (laughs) all the time. Like of all the AFC South teams, like it's between the Jags and the Titans for as many people as I get from other AFC South teams, but Titans fans always show up in clumps all the time. There's a few of them that always keep coming in, and they just always chime in. So I like to say that's your doing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they mean well, though, guys. They mean well. All right. Hey, well, thanks for uh, yep. thanks for having me and and continue yep. to rock on with the channel. You guys are doing amazing things over there. So proud of you well, guys. Thank you. Thank you, man. thank you. Yeah. So you just hit
3: 10k. Congratulations on that. That's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate milestone. it. Who
2: would have thought? You know, who would have thought years ago?
1: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We all it's, been it's, trying to get here
3: it's cool man to like just see you know like just both of our growth throughout the years because i kind of feel like both our channels kind of grew together you know around the same time so it's just been cool to see both the channels take off the way they have so yeah i love it
1: yep well that's gonna do it for this one guys again let us know your thoughts in the comments that'll do it for this one thank you so much for tuning in and as always guys go colts
4: it's note.